Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So in the grand tradition of early January podcast episodes, we decided it would be nice to kind of do a 2017 in review episode and to look over some of the things that happened in 2017 that were relevant to iOS developers and then kind of our perspective so far on how those are going or how those have changed things so far and and kind of where we see things going. Um, And I, I wanted to start out, you know, and first of all, just a brief opening statement here. They've been killing it ever since Phil took over. <laughs> like, they, like there have been so there's been such an, uh, a a pleasant and dramatically improved rate of progress in the App Store ever since uh, they I think like a year and a half ago uh, basically authority of it transferred to Phil Schiller and I don't know what other changes happened at that time but it, there's there's a pretty clear trend that like since that time things have gotten significantly better and significantly faster than than the progress that used to happen before that, which was pretty minimal. Um, so big thumbs up to Phil and whoever else was involved with that. Um, so one of the big changes that has happened this past year or two is greatly broadening subscription pricing for apps. Um, it started out in actually in 2016 in in uh, in June, right before WWDC, when they announced that more apps would be allowed to use subscriptions and that the from from years two onward of a subscription, you would get eighty five percent instead of seventy percent of the commission. Um, so while that was the year before, the effects of that I think have been felt more in twenty seventeen, and especially because starting in June of twenty seventeen, we got our raise. We we got those first round of eighty five percent renewals, um, and for me that that those started in um, September I think or October because that, that's a, that was like the one year anniversary of me launching my auto renewing plan for overcast um, but I think s- subscriptions have you know th- there have been there have been a lot of developer wish lists over the years that have included things like free trial and uh, you know and paid upgrades and things like that 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 are basically the old ways of monetizing software the ways that 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 we pretty much always had and, and many companies still use uh, on PC and Mac. And we don't have those yet. And and I'm I'm not sure we ever will have those on iOS. But with all the changes to subscriptions and some of the new features that were added um, for things like free trials of subscriptions and different flexibility and different price tiers and everything else, I think we've come very close to those. And it's not nearly as easy as it was before, uh, but you can now simulate free trials in, in a few different ways that, that people are are seemingly doing with success. Um, so that that's a pretty big thing. And also just by expanding subscriptions so much, there are so many more business models that, that have become possible that while it is still not like trivially easy to make money in the App Store in a sustainable way, we have more options than we've ever had before. And I feel like now if you can't find something, if you can't find some way to monetize your app um, that people actually want, then I don't think you're looking hard enough. Um, so, you know, thumbs up for all this, all the subscription changes and the the rules around subscriptions becoming loosened in some ways um, for really giving us way more options for how we monetize our apps. And having the 85% on the uh, years two and above is a, is a pretty nice raise also. Yeah, I think too, it's also nice to see that the ch- and this is to your earlier point about that 
now that it seems like the changes that are being made into these types of kind of business model changes or more policy changes, they're not in a situation where they just sort of like one and done. Like they felt like, oh, there's a problem with subscriptions. Let's change something. And then now it's fine. They, what's nice to see, I think now is things continue to get better over time. Like in the, you know, towards the end of 2017, we got uh, introductory pricing um, as a, a new option in subscriptions. It's like, now there's this new, you know, there's this new mode, there's this new tool. And I like that with something like, so, you know, business models with subscriptions in, in this case, it's nice to see that continue to develop and that it's, you know, it's reasonable to imagine that, you know, t- uh, 2018 will continue that process, that Apple will continue to expand um, both sort of the types of subscriptions that are possible um, and some of the you know mechanisms mechanically uh, with that. Like I know we also, I think at WWDC uh, last year, we got a bunch of new like web hooks, I believe, for being able to, you know, do validation and understanding around mm-hmm a user's state in a subscription. So all these types of things that are, you know, they just make that better and better. And I love to see, like, irrespective of it, whether in the individual, you know, the individual details are important or useful if panned out wonderfully. What is most important, I think, is that this is an area that Apple is clearly continuing to enhance over time. And it seems, generally speaking, to be the area that they are putting the most effort behind um, in their in their kind of in a lot of their development um, and their allocation of resources and attention that they are making subscriptions a better and better way to monetize your apps and you know if if that's true and that's sort of where they're pushing then it kind of makes makes sense to uh, start to think about it like I currently don't use any and I know you you do but it's certainly something that I'm aware of because anytime that it seems like you know the, the things keep changing in a direction it's like hmm that's interesting you know maybe I need to be th- thinking thoughtful of a way to take advantage of that because clearly it's something that is you know seemingly just getting better and better um, of a deal and more and more flexible of, of an option over time also when subscriptions launched uh, we a lot of people uh, had concerns about whether app store customers would feel quote subscription fatigue uh, this is the idea that like well one or two apps can charge subscriptions but then but soon all the apps will be charging you X dollars a month and people will get tired of it and don't want that many subscriptions and they'll stop paying for all of them. And I don't think that has really happened. I, I haven't seen any, you know, just anecdotally, I really haven't seen any signs of that. Um, many apps are still not charging subscriptions, so it isn't like they all all of a sudden changed over. Um, and I haven't really heard from people who who meaningfully have a lot of feedback from people saying that they won't pay their subscriptions because they have too many subscriptions. Like, that doesn't seem to be happening, which is good. Yeah, and I think it's, it's as with all of these things, I feel like there's this fundamental question of, are you providing some a, a service or, an, or a value to your user that exceeds the cost that you're asking for that service, like, at its basic level? And, like, Subscription fatigue, I'm sure, is a thing, and it's you know certainly something that's possible. But you kind of imagine a scenario where if someone is feeling that, and they have that many apps that are providing that much value to them, they're going to be more apt to continue to pay. Like the situation, I think, is more. It's like subscription fatigue is perhaps a shortcut for saying you're not providing enough uh, value to your user to be able to justify subscription pricing, um, which I think is entirely reasonable. And I mean, that's in many ways the reason why I a lot of my apps don't have something like subscriptions, where I don't feel like I have something tangible enough to warrant that kind of direct action uh, on an ongoing, sustained basis. 
but other apps do. And, you know, like I, said, I think like you said, it's, it doesn't seem like that's actually a problem in practice, that if you provide a service that has a tangible value um, going forward, that charging a subscription for it is a reasonable thing. And fair enough, like not everybody is going to take advantage of that. And I think there is a certain element of getting used to the mindset that not all of your customers are going to be paying customers um, is something that is certainly a very important thing to understand and just be comfortable with, that there are going to be people who use your application and you never really directly receive any uh, monetary value from that. But like that's okay because as long as you have a, a reasonable proportion of users that do get enough value to be motivated to do that, you know, you'll be okay in the end. So moving on, um, one of the other big changes that was announced early this year uh, is that developers got the ability to respond to App Store reviews. And this was long awaited. Um, I think the Google Play Store had it like since the beginning or since early on. And so iOS, iOS developers were clamming for this for years. Um, so we finally got the ability to respond publicly to user reviews on the App Store. How has that been going for you? Um, I, I think it's it's one of these things that I am glad that it's there. That I think overall, like as with all this stuff, like I love that it's a tool that is now available. The impact of it, I think, is more measured. Um, and some of that is dealing with also some changes to the App Store that I think we're going to talk about later. But the way the new App Store is set up, the reviews, like textual reviews, I think are less emphasized than they used to be. Um, in the sense that there's really, you see one review and it's kind of hard to even understand that there's even more than one review. Um, so assuming that your like your main review is a positive one, um, the others kind of disappear into the, you know, sort of disappear into the ether behind it. And so it's less important in that regard because it, you know, the reason why I think it was in, in initially very useful is that if you, you know, there was a huge a whole section of your App Store page that was about reviews. And if someone was, you know, was asking a question or talking badly about your app in a way that wasn't true or accurate or that you could help with even, you know, even just from a, a positive customer service perspective, um, it's good to be able to respond to that. Like that was important. It's I would say it's slightly less important now. And I view it now, it's just another in some ways, it's just another support uh, venue. You know, that else, you know, people email me and then some people leave reviews and it's nice to be able to reach out to them and, you know, it avoids that situation where someone was complaining about something like, oh man, I wish this app did this. Or, you know, it, when I do this, this is, you know, it doesn't seem to work right. And being able to reach out to that person and correct that. Uh, but it's much more of a customer service thing than it was a marketing thing, I think, initially. So like, I'm glad it's there. It's useful. Um, but I don't think it had a, a major impact in a way that it may have if they hadn't redesigned the app store. Yeah, I I am in complete agreement. I mean, it, and like the when you re, it turns out that like the the in practice the reading of the reviews with these responses, like I, I loved how Mike put it on uh, connected this past week uh, here on Relay FM. Uh, they were doing a year review for like kind of just all Apple tech news, and and uh, they mentioned this, and Mike said it's it's kind of like reading somebody's email chain. It's like yeah, <laughs> like because in practice you you see like one person's you know it's talking about some problem, and then you see like a support person saying. We're sorry you've had this problem. Please contact us and we'll help you resolve it. Like it's 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 like resolve it's like basically reading somebody's support email like in public. It's kind of weird uh, as a reader. And and as a developer, I I tried responding to reviews for a little while, but found it mostly not worth doing. Um and and I think you nailed it with like one of the biggest reasons is the new app store design change where 
reviews, written reviews, are so sidelined in the new App Store layout that they barely matter at all anymore. And uh, frankly, I think that's all for the better <laughs> because you know for for years I think it's been apparent that uh, your your star average mattered way more than what any particular written review said. And there's so many problems with written reviews. Uh, it's just it's 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 a system that is so deeply broken and dysfunctional and always has been. Um, so the ideal solution would be to get rid of star ratings and reviews altogether and replace it with like a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. That way you remove the the problem of different star levels meaning different things to different people. Um, like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean for, for me to write four stars versus five stars? And is that the same thing that you distinguish between four stars and five stars? Like, it, it, that whole system is dysfunctional. But the way they've done it now, I think, is a significant improvement where it is way less emphasized. You hardly see any written reviews unless you really try to seek them out. And even then, you're likely to only read the first one and maybe two if, if you really get into it. But it's so cumbersome to, to actually scan through written reviews that they might as well not even be there, which also means that it's not really worth responding to most of them. Um, it, it's, you know, unless, unless you're the kind of developer who I, I greatly respect you, uh, who, who, you know, goes through and answers every single person who has anything to say to you that's wonderful i don't have time for that i can't do that i'd like if you have staff or if you're so motivated that you can do that awesome this is one more channel for you to do that in uh but for people who don't have the time to respond to every to every single thing um this like the the written reviews uh and being able to respond to written reviews i think should be treated the same way you treat support email or tweets which is if you can respond to them all cool if not this is no different than those and you don't need to worry about it. And with the new app store changes, it's less important than ever. Yeah. And I think probably the the biggest change that they made, which was a 2017 change is not resetting reviews, um, on updates now, uh, like right, that making change, it optional think, or sure. Making it optional, making it that you, you in general, you can choose to do it and you would, op, you know, obviously only do it when it would made sense to do it. Um, that in general, it's kind of changed the, I don't even know if it's the right word. It's almost like app reviews were this weird kind of vague currency before, where like you're as as a developer, you're 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 trying to build up this number um, as quickly as you can uh, for every update you do, so that you can appear good in the store and continue to you know grow and look like you're a, a good app that's worth downloading. Um, but this change, I think, had a. I mean, it, I've been. It's probably if I had to pick my favorite change out of everything in 2017, it's probably that. Um, mostly because it's changed the way that I can, can like think about my development cycle and doing small updates, um, are now like fine. It doesn't really matter. Like I can, if I, if I had the time and ability, I could update my app, you know, once a week and it would be fine. It wouldn't have this weird tension that I had before where, um, every time I updated the app, I knew that I had to kind of like rebuild all this. And so, you know, things like responding to reviews would have been more important because if, if someone, you know, had given it a one star and I respond to them and they changed their one star to a five star, that that difference was very more measured. Whereas now, um, if you, you know, it's like either if you use the new ratings prompt system, which also came in 2017, or yep. um, you just gradually build up your reviews over time. Um, once you have a certain number of reviews, you can just keep them. And assuming that you don't massively mess up and do something to jeopardize it, you can maintain a good star rating that makes you look good in the app store and is generally positive going forward. And you have to worry less about 
um, your app store re- re- reviews in that way. And I mean, that's basically what I did for a lot of for my main apps is I don't love the ratings prompt system. Um, it's certainly it, it's very effective, but I, you know, as we've talked about many times, I don't love interrupting customers and so on. But what I kind of love about is that plus non resetting reviews is I just set up my app so that. I, you know, I was trying to be very respectful about when I would do it, that it was only at the end, you know, it's like you've clearly been in the app for a while and you're returning from finishing an operation rather than starting an operation. Um, and I sort of set the app up such that it only prompts until I had a certain number of reviews. And then since then it's just turned off and I haven't done it. So it's like there was a two week period or one week period, maybe even where like I was asking people for reviews on a semi-regular basis. And that built up enough reviews that now the app looks great in the store. And now I can just turn that off. And in some ways, like as long as I keep, you know, keep shipping quality updates and I'm not going to end up with this big flood of one stars, like the app review system is not something that I have to concern myself with, which I love. And I can just kind of keep moving, making the app better and better. And it doesn't have this weird external effect that I'm trying to counteract. And that's how it always should have been. Like the written reviews made, made like the loudest, most upset people it made their review count for more than it should have counted for and now that now that we have a larger number of reviews that persist between between updates and that we'd have this this way to get quick star ratings from people who don't who aren't upset enough to write a full review like they just like your app and just use it quietly like like they're like the you know like the, the silent approving majority um their opinion now matters more and and i i think that's great for everybody because it, it more fairly represents how people actually re- how people actually think of your app rather than just focusing on the few people who were most angry enough to write reviews. Yeah. And and one thing that's kind of funny is I feel like it's made me less as a as a customer, I'm I care less about the star rating than I used to. Um because it seems like every app has a couple thousand reviews and right. it is four or five stars. Um, like that's just sort of like that that's like the baseline now and so it makes it you know it's like if an app doesn't have that i'm almost like i'm actively worried like something is really weird with this app if it's having really bad star rating because they have so many more tools they don't have to reset them every time and rebuild that audience it's like it's now it's just this thing that you have and so it's like it's nice to uh, it, in some ways that's nice in some ways that's that's not so nice but i do love that i just it's a thing that i care i have to f- care and focus less about you know i don't have to actively check and maintain and manage the star rating of my apps like i used to and i appreciate that being able to just focus on other things that are much more important um, to my customers we are sponsored this week by FreshBooks. to all the freelancers out there you know how important it is to make smart decisions for your business our friends at FreshBooks can save you up to 192 hours with their cloud accounting software for freelancers that's ridiculously easy to use By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. And they're constantly adding new features, too. So, for instance, there's a new notification center. This is like your personal assistant. You always know what's changed in your business since you last logged in and what needs to be dealt with pronto. They also have a new project feature. This lets you share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. And you can see how quickly things happen when all your conversations live in one place. If you are listening to this and you are not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this show with no credit card required. 
All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash radar and enter under the radar in the how did you hear about us section. Thank you so much to FreshBooks for their support of this show. So the other uh, thing that is probably big has had the biggest uh, impact on us as that Kate was introduced in 2017 would probably be the uh, big app store refresh redesign um, relayout, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And the sort of with that, the big changes in the editorial process within the app store, where now we have, in addition to just like a totally new kind of look and feel, uh, and a bunch of new fields where now we can have promotional text that's different than the description text. And we have a subtitle now as in addition to just the regular title and the titles got four shorter. Um, and we can have multiple app previews and the app previews autoplay, like there's th- that side of things. Uh, and then we also have the new kind of uh, everyday or several times a day editorial process um, that has sort of come along with it. And I think, and I think overall it's been good to me. Um, it's always like, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, just a self-centered way to look at this, but I, I think overall it's been a slight benefit that I think the design changes um, seemed to seemed to work better, uh, or at least at the very least, they they didn't have a negative impact. And I certainly had some concerns that um, because of the the reduction in density um, in a lot of the screens, that it would have had a negative impact. But if anything, it's had a, a, a slight net positive. So I like that. Um, I think the new editorial side of things seems really nice. Like I've been fortunate enough to be in a couple of the like roundups or like included in some of the the daily articles and it certainly has an impact and it's nice to you know have seven chances a week for that whereas before you had you know one chance a week to do that it was every thursday here's the new set of features um it's kind of nice to feel like we have more options and you know it probably proportionally it means that the impact of any one featuring has gone down um that being you know uh, having a substantial feature before would have had a resulted in more downloads but you can now get them more often and it seems like once your app is sort of in that world where it's on the list of being featured of kind of things that are being considered for featuring um, it's reasonably likely that your app will show up as they kind of cycle through the different things that they're trying to promote uh, throughout the year so like overall i think the new app store um, is taking a bit of getting used to um, but otherwise i i like it and i think it's had a, a positive impact overall yeah, I I was also a little wary when it launched of you know not just not knowing what kind of impact it would have, and it was it's a it's a bunch of very major layout changes, and so it seemed and, and major editorial changes, so it it seemed like it was likely to have a, a pretty wild swings in, in either way, and you didn't really know until it launched like whether whether it would benefit you or not, and as far as I can tell, I, I don't think it really has meaningfully affected Overcast positively or negatively. It seems like I kind of got away with a, a nice neutral. Uh, outcome there but overall it does seem a lot more pleasant to use in a number of ways the information density is significantly lower and in some ways that gets in my way and feels clumsy um but honestly it wasn't like the app store layout and usability and things like that weren't that great in the previous one either (laughs) so it's i think it's significantly better than it was um and all the editorial changes are very welcome they're clearly putting a ton more um effort into the weekly editorial stuff and, and now the daily editorial stuff. Um, it, one one area that this is a little bit, um, I, I don't know if unsettling is the word, but they, they've added many ways in which companies with large marketing resources at their disposal, like companies that can afford to 
have a, a very large marketing effort that coordinates with Apple, that reaches out, that supplies all sorts of different materials and, and uh, achieves all sorts of different you know, goals and relationships and everything, there's, there is more for them to do. There are more ways than ever for marketing people and marketing teams to help boost an app in the App Store. And that's that's good. I think those should exist, and I think those kind of always did exist, but now they're, they've been made a little bit more official. Um, but it also raises the the bar for independents like us for like how much of this marketing are we ever really going to do, or can we afford to do, or will we have the the tools and resources to do? Um, that is a little bit less awesome in some ways, uh, but I think a lot of that's just kind of an inevitable maturing of the app store over time and we're just going to have to figure out how to operate in that environment yeah i mean it's and in many ways i think it makes me think of search ads which is also something that it got enhancements in 2017 um and was something that you know it's like i've just sort of gotten to, once as, as i've gotten a sense of the costs associated with that it's just sort of the understanding that the types of apps i make don't justify playing in that market and that means that i'm never going to be the thing at the top um of a search result even if I am the top search result. There's always going to be someone else uh, who is willing to pay more. And uh, as a result, you know, that's just sort of what the best I can hope for is second place. Um, and in general, so far, that's been fine. Um, but it is certainly a bit frustrating um, that it's, you, you know, the be- that there's, an, there's an, a, a part of the app store that is just not viable for me to take advantage of. Um, that you know would increase my visibility, and you know maybe you know that's certainly I, I see that as my problem. It's not like it's Apple's problem for for doing search ads. Like I'm not. I think they they're useful and they're. I'm glad that they exist. I think overall, um, I if they'd went away, if Apple decided that they were didn't you know that they decided they didn't want search ads anymore, I wouldn't be sad. But um, it certainly is one of the the only kind of net downside of kind of the way that this uh, you know the App Store changes, and I think the, the App Store changes. In, in if anything, in Iowa in in iOS eleven made the searches the ads even bigger and slightly more prominent just because of the way they changed the layouts of everything. Um, so that's just one of those you know it's just like one of those things. Um, but um, yeah, it is it's like a net win, but in that area is probably a much more marginal one for me. All right, so to wrap this up, if you can pick like one number one wish list item for the app store in 2018 do you have any idea what that might be i would love to to see apple further enhance the app analytics area especially around sources um i think that would be very helpful to get a bit more insight into like when someone's when they say like this percentage of my users are browse this percentage of my users are search having some insight into what they were browsing for what they were searching for um, I think would be helpful. Um, uh, I like that. I think that that's something that I certainly think of that would be would be nice. I think I will, would look forward to. It's like I'm trying to think of other like things that I would love. I love when iOS 12 and WatchOS 5 come out for them to drop support for some old devices because um, there's a couple of older devices that are making that make development a bit more clumsy and awkward um, than I would love. And so I'd love to see that them to be slightly more aggressive. And who knows the way that they're the recent battery scandal shenanigans situation has happened. Um, maybe they will be more apt to do that. So that'll make my life easier and their life easier. Um, but those are at least the sort of the two that come to mind. What about you? 
I think, you know, w- w- within the realm of things that are actually realistic, like, yeah, I would love for them to drop that 70% commission and, and you know, get, or, and, you know g- give us more like 85% all the time. Like, that would be nice, but they're not going to do it. Sure. <laughs> but so, like, within the realm of, of what's actually likely and, and not counting things like API and SDK changes, the, for the actual store itself, the biggest thing I want is better search. And I don't just mean, like, different layout of search results. I, the, the biggest thing I want to see is improvements to their relevancy ranking. Uh, that is the hardest part of search. It, the hard part of search is not finding results. It's sorting the results in, in, a, in a reasonable and useful way. Um, and, and that's the area in which Apple has so badly fallen down in the App Store so much of the time. And, and that affects both the search results themselves and, as previously discussed in previous episodes, that affects the the relevance, pricing, and ranking of search ads as well. Um, so... Number one for me, that's I think what the App Store needs the most is better search and more specifically, better relevancy ranking of search results. Yeah, I certainly would 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 love that. I mean, it, it, there's some things that is always so frustrating, and I know this is partly because I have most of my apps have fairly generic names, which is an intentional thing, but is also sometimes a problematic thing. Is where someone does a literal search for the name of my app, um, you know, so they they type in workouts plus plus, that's their search term. And it doesn't show up anywhere in the search results. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just very frustrating where like, I understand why, like, I'm sure they're just excluding the plus plus characters and then, so then they're doing like a general, a, you know, a general search and so on. But it's just one of those things where like, anytime that happens, it is certainly very frustrating. And so I would love for, for that situ- that that system to be improved. Um, and but honestly, also both as a user, like I always kind of hate when I'm search, I do a search for, a, for, for an app or a type of app and most of the initial results clearly are apps that haven't been updated in a while or um, are lower quality or whatever that are just like apps that have been in the store for a long time. Like that's still or are totally irrelevant to what you searched for. Sure. So like definitely an improvement to that would be uh, very much appreciated. All right. Well, here's hoping to a great 2018 and here's some thanks for a good 2017 to the App Store people. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.